Hey everybody, I'm Jared Milrad, and welcome to another episode of Rewriting Hollywood, where we focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, representation, and social impact in Hollywood, looking at the power of story for social change and social good. Today, we have a very special episode that we recorded at an event here in Los Angeles recently. It was called the Equality Awards, which is hosted by Equality California to spotlight issues affecting the LGBTQ plus community here in California, but also around the country and even around the world. Uh, it was a really fantastic event that I had the chance to attend. And at the event, there were some credible honorees uh, and some credible guests who we had a chance to interview. Uh, and so the hope you enjoy this, this episode. It's a little bit different than anything we've done before. Uh, but featured today in our episode, you'll hear a conversation with the cast of Fire Island, which is streaming on Hulu right now. I hope you had a chance to see it. It, it, it tells a really powerful LGBTQ plus story uh, around Fire Island and, and the community that, that is there and has been there for many years. Uh, today on the episode, you'll hear Joel Kim Booster, uh, who stars in Fire Island, also executive produced it and, and wrote the, the project. You also hear from Matt Rogers uh, and from Torian Miller, who star in Fire Island as well. Uh, and last but certainly not least, you'll hear from Tony Wang, who is the executive director of Equality California and Silver State Equality, which does incredible work uh, for the LGBTQ plus equality movement, again, here in California on the West Coast, but also around the country. So I hope you enjoy these conversations. It, it was a bit of a, a special uh, kind of on the run episode for all of you, uh, but uh, but stay tuned for lots more to come and enjoy these conversations with, with Joel, with Matt, with Torian from Fire Island, as well as Tony from Equality California. Um, so if you could each introduce yourself, that'd be amazing. Yeah, hi, I'm Joel Kim Booster. I'm the writer and star and executive producer of Fire Island. Amazing. I'm Matt Rogers. I play Luke in Fire Island. Cool. Hi, I'm Tori Miller. I play Max in Fire Island. Amazing. Okay, so love the movie, guys. I'm Jared Milrad. Um, we have a nonprofit called Movie Karma, so we focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, social impact in Hollywood. So your film was obviously right up our alley, um, and our podcast is called Rewriting Hollywood. So it's all about how do we change Hollywood with the stories that we tell. Um, so I wanted to start with you, Joel. Um, tell us a little about just like the vision of this project and why was it so important to tell it now, do you think? this um, You know, the, the sort of genesis of this project, it started on Fire Island. It started with my friends um, and I just wanted to tell a story that felt honest and, and authentic to my own experience as a, as a queer person of color living um, in this community and interacting with this community. And I think it was really important to tell right now just because we're at this point where diversity and representation isn't enough. Mm -hmm. it, there has to be more than just checked boxes. Right. And that, so I think like right now to see a story that is not only about people of color, but written by and produced by and directed by people of color uh, and queer people was, uh, was really, is really important right now to, again, because I think we're seeing gestures at representation in a lot of media that is just surface level. Right. And so I think like being able to tell this story with a little bit of depth was really, really important to me. Yeah, really important. Matt, keep building that a little bit. I mean, just this idea of 
um, you didn't use the word tokenism, but I would say, you know, that's sort of the theme that we've seen a bit in Hollywood of late, where there's there's some great attempts, perhaps, at inclusion and representation, but maybe it doesn't feel like equity, it doesn't feel like authentic. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Do you feel like this project was a little bit different? Definitely. I mean, I think we're at the point now where we can start trusting creators to really dig deep and start telling their stories. I mean, this was not just a, a story of Fire Island, uh, or it was not the story of Fire Island, it was a story of Fire Island. I mean, that's what I love about it, is that Joel got to dig very deep into his heart, his soul, and tell a story that made sense for him and Bowen. And I think it's just going to encourage more people to really dig deep and say, what is the truth about my story? You know, I always think about, you know, when Michaela Coel accepted her Emmy for writing I May Destroy You, she said, you know, go deep into the recesses of your brain. Actually ask yourself, what is the story I want to tell? And be brave and tell that story. And I hope that Fire Island can encourage people to do that because I know it was brave of Joel to do it. And, you know, obviously we say the word brave and we laugh because we're making movies. But ultimately, like, when nothing has ever been out there like this, like, you are taking a risk by going out there and being honest and so I what I really hope first and foremost is that this is, encourages people that are creative to be not just creative but also honest yeah yeah I love that and it, this was a really honest piece like I think a lot of folks might have been like surprised by the honesty at times or can you talk a little bit about just why this is important to you to be a part of now and also just with the impact that you've seen now that's been out for a little bit yeah absolutely I think it's so important especially to me now because like growing up especially as a queer black person in this country I felt that I was always in unicorn territory where I was like the singular queer black one in the spaces that I was navigating and so to be on a set with people that are all queer but we're all non-monolithic we're all very different have different experiences and also a lot of shared experiences means a lot to me as I move into my 30s and stuff like that and so it was quite incredible being around um, just a beautiful like queer cast and like the impact that it's had kind of makes me emotional Um, having people reach out and say that they see themselves in our characters in this movie they see their friend groups um, or they want something like that I know for a long time a lot of things that I watched growing up I was like I want to have that and so to be a part of that and maybe be an example for other people I think is like pretty damn eye-opening but like Matt said it, it, it doesn't stop here we need more stories like this told we need more stories like this with budget um, with eyes on it um, and widespread because again this is this might be Joel's story that we were a part of but there's so many other queer beautiful stories that also need to be told you know so. yeah and so last question on that point for each of you is how can we get to that place where we, we hit that goal where we see an equitable Hollywood, we see a new Hollywood where a lot of the friends I'm sure we all know who are actors and filmmakers who are queer or of color, etc. or intersectional have still a really hard time making ends meet, making the industry. Joel, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's just about demanding more from the industry, you know? I, it's, it's interesting, I think um, individual artists catch a lot of flack for the work that they produce, not being diverse enough or not telling their own stories, especially when it's like you know, um, someone who, you know, maybe like a a white straight guy, you know, telling his story. And it's like, I don't begrudge people telling their stories, but it's the industry. It's not, let's not direct our ire at those people, the individual ground level artists who are creating stories. Let's direct that that passion towards the industry and demand more Mm -hmm. uh, of stories like Fire Island, like Bros, like all of these movies that have come out this year. I think we as queer people really need to stop trying to like, tear down right. and start demanding more. And building up, yeah. Matt, you want to add that? I mean, it can be difficult when there's not 
been a lot of representation in the past. You know, you feel like a knee-jerk response to like, oh, you know, what's this going to do for me when it comes out? Like, is it successful? Is it not? Is it critically acclaimed? Is it not? What we've seen in the last few years is that there's just more opportunities opening up, and that's a huge victory. Yeah. This is a huge W. I mean, like, this is the weekend that Bros has come out. It's a huge W. Like, us receiving this, like, the fact that people saw this movie, it's a huge victory. I mean, like, just think about a couple of years ago. It was not like this. I mean, so just every year it's going to get more and more. And even when it's discouraging, even when there's constant messages from the mainstream that, like, you know, they're coming for us, they're coming for us, they're coming for us, just know that we see you, we hear hear you we want to hear your stories and just support each other yeah that's what i would say to queer people support each other love each other say nice things like it it goes a long way yeah i love that and do you want to add to that to and also just what does this award mean to you guys tonight if you want to uh i i i think it means the world i think it means that um obviously audiences are demanding stuff like this obviously um these kind of stories especially queer like joyous queer stories we have a lot of queer stories in the past that have been tied to trauma and this is like a beautiful rom-com featuring queer people of color and i think that's so special and having a dialogue like that and also to your earlier question we also need um, queer and BIPOC people in positions of power behind the yeah, camera yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, we were very blessed with a queer Asian director, we had queer executives, um, and we just need more of that. People in power who can also greenlight mm-hmm. these stories and really push them to the forefront. Um, because if we're not behind the camera, um, then it's it's not going to give the same effect. So that's also very, very, very important. Yeah, amazing. Also, not yeah. for nothing, but like, who has fun like us? Who talks shit like us? <laughs> yeah. Who's as smart yeah, as us? Right. Nobody. Come on. We should hear more from yeah. us. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're and we're going to make tons of money. Like, yeah. we're, all, we're, we're all successful. So yeah. We're all successful. So, like, give us some power. Get used to it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The cast of Fire Island is a really amazing honor interviewing each of you. Congratulations on the awards tonight. And thanks to Quality California, too, for recognizing yes. all of you. Really, Thank really you amazing. So Thank you so much. So you can just introduce yourself. Sure. Basically. Uh, my name is Tony Huang. Uh, I'm the executive director for Equality California. Amazing. Um, so Tony, we're at the Equality Awards. Uh, Equality California is, you know, obviously large kind of capstone event for the year. Tell us a little bit just about the organization for folks who don't know or might not be in California. What is the work that you're doing right now and focusing on? Yeah, so Equality uh, California is the nation's largest statewide LGBTQ plus organization. We represent over 900,000 members um, across the country, but mainly, mainly focused in California and Nevada through our affiliate service at Equality. Um, but we have been around for 20 plus years working um, in a whole host of ways, including uh, lobbying up in Sacramento, Washington, D.C. for pro-equality legislation, uh, doing public education out of our institute, doing a whole host of uh, programming, working in our schools, uh, health care providing settings, uh, leadership development. And then, obviously, in election years, uh, we have a number of political action committees electing folks up and down the ballot. Amazing. So our, our podcast, Tony Focus, is called Rewriting Hollywood. It focuses on inclusion, equity, diversity, social impacts in Hollywood. Um, we've obviously just honored the cast of Fire Island tonight that, that you just celebrated. Um, I know you work with a lot of storytellers in the industry at large. I wonder if you could just talk about the importance of story um, in terms of you know elevating and celebrating, uh, obviously, folks in the LGBTQ plus community, but also just the impact that those stories can have. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously tonight being able to honor the cast of Fire Island, you know, particularly for me as a queer API person, be able to see folks like me on screen um, on a platform uh, like Hulu, I think obviously it's really important being able to see your own, you know, personal stories out on TV, uh, out on streaming services, um, because I think, you know, especially as a queer person growing up in a place like Texas, not being able to see that obviously, um, 
you don't, you know, you know that you're not alone when you're able to see those types of stories. And I think particularly in a year like ours where, you know, we have the dichotomy of queer youth being attacked all across the country in places like Texas and Alabama um, and Mississippi, um, having entertainment and, and inclusion, you know, with Fire Island bros that, are, that just came out, I think it's really important, right? I think it's being able to show that there's hope for queer youth a- across the country, um, seeing themselves on camera. And I think more of that being able to, for not just queer folks, but I think, you know, our allies that, you know, we're just regular folks and these are just stories. It's not a queer story. It's a story of just people, right? And I think that's really important for us to see as well. Yeah, I think it's it's obviously uh, the Fire and Cast talked talk to me a minute ago about that and just the importance of uh, kind of wraparound support for queer stories in the industry, queer leadership in the industry. But I wanted to build on that because you obviously do not just supporting, you know, you're not just supporting stories, which is really important um, and can change minds and can empower folks and make them feel seen. Um, but you're also supporting obviously legislation. You're, you know, you're really doing a lot of work around sort of the where the rubber meets the road, if you will. Um, talk a little bit about sort of what's, what's the landscape like sort of from a legal perspective legislative perspective for um, your quality work here in California, but even nationally that you're working with. Yeah, I mean, I think one, you know, we, uh, we mentioned earlier, one of the big things that we were excited this week is that um, the governor signed one of our key marquee bills, um, SB 107, which uh, protects uh, trans youth uh, and, and their families from being persecuted uh, in states uh, where they're trying to access gender affirming care. And so for us, it's you know, in light of everything that's happening in other states, how can California continue to lead the way uh, for the rest of the country, it being a refuge for queer folks um, and their allies here. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because you just talked tonight about kind of being a sanctuary space, a refuge space for um, trans youth, others who are oppressed and, and targeted in a lot of these other states. Um, how does that? How does that sort of functioning work? Do you think? And do you think that that's literally becoming a reality where you're seeing LGBTQ plus young folks and others come to the come to California to, to find that refuge? Yeah, I mean, we have been, you know, uh, obviously we work with a number of state uh, organizations across the country. We're hearing from folks in Texas and Alabama where this is happening. These families are getting investigated by Child Protective Services. And so for us, it's as these families are uh, wanting to access life-saving, gender-affirming care in California, how do we make sure when they cross that border, they're protected from any investigations, any persecution from the state governments? And so for us, it's really trying to ensure that we continue to be beacon of hope for folks across the country. Okay. Love that. Yeah, amazing. And last question, I guess, would just be around the future here. Um, you know, California is, is leading the way in many respects on equality issues. Where do you think the future, on a federal perspective, of the fight for equality, or even in ways that California can lead beyond what you just shared, um, kind of proactively, right? Like, do we think about things that we're trying to pass the Equality Act and federal level? Do we think about things um, that are just, you know, other protections yeah. we can build in? What is yeah, obviously, like you mentioned, the Equality Act is still one of our top priorities working with the California delegation, um, as well as our national partners to ensure that we have nationwide um, civil rights protections for LGBTQ folks. Um, And then obviously, you know, there will be a vote uh, come November around the Respect for Marriage Act to ensure that we're enshrining marriage equality at the federal level. Um, But I think for us, like we have always wanted to ensure that what is next, right? How do we ensure that what we've done here in California is replicated at the federal level? And so um, our national policy director has been teeing that up with members 
members of Congress from California over the past number of years. So when we have that strong pro-quality uh, majority in the Senate and the House, we're able to pass those when the time comes. Okay, amazing. And last last bit here, I guess, very briefly, where can folks get involved? Tell tell folks, you know, they're listening to this, they want to help. How can they help? Visit our website, www.eqca.org. Um, you know, folks can donate, folks can volunteer. Obviously, we have the election coming up in under 40 days, and so we're needing all hands on deck to ensure that we have a pro-quality majority uh, at the state and federal levels. Amazing. Uh, Tony, thank you again. Congratulations on your work with Equality California. I hope folks will get involved. Uh, and congratulations on the Equality Awards. So we're looking forward to see what you do next. Thanks awesome, so much. Awesome. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you.